0: Welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where we talk about people who die. I'm your host, Stephanie.
1: And I'm Angela.
0: And this is episode nine.
1: And it's a sort of a special episode because we're so close to Halloween. Yes. So we're going to do a Halloween theme. Actually,
0: we're releasing this on Halloween. Well, I don't
1: know if you don't have time to.
0: Yeah, I'll. I'll today. I, I will most definitely. Yes, I'll edit this tonight okay. and then we will release it for Halloween. This will be out on Halloween. Yeah. If so it's not on ha- if it. it's not on out on Halloween, it's Angela's fault, not Stephanie's fault. We're just saying <laughs> that right now. <laughs> and even okay. then it's just like it we hit we it out. It's yeah. just So on the spooky Halloween special episode ooh. Ooh, of Halloween. Uh we are doing Halloween murders. Uh something I mean, maybe I mean I don't I'm not gonna make any presumptions about your story, but uh, on my story, one of... uh, There was a murder on Halloween. Mine was too. Okay, yeah. So we're telling Halloween stories. Uh, I would have loved to have told you scary Halloween stories. Uh, I mean, as scary as this piece of shit is. um, I mean, that's not what this podcast is about. No. We don't don't do scary, scary stories. Uh, I'm going to talk to you today about... uh, John Douglas White, and uh, I got most of my information because there's not a lot of information out on this person, which was really shocking to me, because um, he's a serial killer. right? Because yes, he is serial. Ah, uh, spoiler to for my story. Um, so I really thought that there would be like more news articles. Um, and there really was just more news articles on his most on the Halloween one. Uh, than anything else. Uh, so I got most of my information from Hellbeast.com and Murderpedia. So John Douglas White was born May 20th, 1957, uh, in some backwards city in Michigan. I, it's probably not even backwards. He was born in some city in Michigan. In Michigan. Uh, and he grows up and gets married, and he moves to Battle Creek, Michigan. And that's sort of where his reign of terror starts.
1: Where is it? Do you know? Battle you Creek, Michigan?
0: No, I don't look that shit up. It's in Michigan. We, we pop all over the place, but everything's going to be in Michigan. Cities don't really, I mean, they matter, but not We're a lot No, We're in Michigan. We're in Michigan. We at least know the state.
1: It's better to me. most of the yeah. time.
0: And so one afternoon uh, in Battle Creek, Michigan in 1980... Uh, sir, or not sir, Mr. John uh, Douglas White uh, stops one of his neighborhood girls, uh, 17-year-old Teresa Etherton, and invites her over to check out his new slot car racetrack that he has set up in his basement, which, um, a little weird. Don't a little weird. take, don't follow your neighbors into their basement. Yeah. Unless uh, you have a, like, when you hear stories about, like, little kids, like, coaxing little kids in to go see your slot race car track. I or could, anything. I could probably understand that a little bit. Like a yeah. little six-year-old kid. This is a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, but apparently... Yeah, uh, she probably knew who he was, though. Yeah, he yeah. was. She didn't know who he was. He And he was married. She basically sort of seen him as like the sort of quiet... Uh older gentleman, married gentleman, didn't really think anything of it. It was sort of like a quiet town. Nothing bad bad stuff really happens in Battle Creek, Michigan. Um he was super polite about it. Uh so she agreed and goes with him into the house. Uh he takes her downside, he takes her inside and then goes down the stairs to, to show downside. him to the downside. Mm-hmm. Uh And uh, as she's admiring it, he then stabs her right under her right shoulder blade. Um, And in an interview, Teresa said, It's a really weird feeling that you get when you're stabbed. I couldn't breathe. I guess he had punctured my lung. So, yes. Oh, my God. Survivor, survivor, uh, or sorry, not survivor. Spoiler yeah, Spoiler alert. uh, Teresa survives. Mm -hmm. um, And unfortunately, she's one of, well, she is the only one. That, that survived. That we, that we
1: know of. Well, she's very fortunate that she did survive. So yes. I'll look at the bright side for now until I find
0: out. So John brings her into the house, stabs her under the right shoulder blade, um, and she tries to fight him off. Uh, but during the struggle, he ends up uh, pulling her into him and then cutting her right across the stomach. Um, and she says that she remembered that as she... W- she remembered staring him in the face, mm-hmm. and as he cut her open, he was smiling and had like a look of just like pure pleasure, um. And like that's creepy. Like, could you imagine being stabbed and having someone smiling at you? Like, you would think that they'd have more of like a grimacey. I don't know. I've never really thought about being stabbed, but. <laughs> You would think, like, the action would be more of, like, a grimacy action. You know what I mean? Like, because it's a lot... It's Because it's, it's, it's creepier like this, right? Yeah, it's like, not like,
1: yeah, it's not like Christian I'm... Bale in, like, American Psycho, where he's, like, smiling. Yeah. As, yeah,
0: but... You, that's next it, level. Yeah. Because it would be so... Shot, like, first of all, you're so shocked that you're... Being stabbed. Being stabbed. But to have someone smiling at you... Then you're like, I'm going to die now, because this guy's
1: enjoying it way too much.
0: Yes. So, uh, she starts to, she struggles with him. She tries to fight him off. Uh, he starts yelling at her to shut up. Uh, he tells her that this isn't his first time. Um, and that he, that she is making it more difficult than it needed to be. And it's like, yeah, buddy, sorry that I'm not over here. Just letting you kill me, that I'm struggling with you. Um, we don't know if this was or was not his first time. He never admitted to any previous attacks, and no other victims sort of showed up that matched the ML or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but it also he's could so not happy. Have been. Yeah. So
1: I mean, usually you're like trying to figure out, but maybe yeah. it was like because he maybe he was so happy because it was his first time, it, and like there's like this adrenaline rush it, of like it, endorphins. It, it
0: could not have been his first time. Honestly. But there is no proof. I have no. Uh, proof that he had killed anyone prior yeah. to Miss um, Teresa. Well, maybe here. that's
1: why she survived, because she was the first.
0: Uh, well, she actually, by the grace of God, is she? it was a miracle that she oh. survived. Like, truly, truly, truly. So, uh, uh, during the attack, as he's stabbing her, he also starts calling her by his wife's name um, and stabs her uh, several times in the stomach, yelling about how she's put on weight. So it's, he's like angry at his fucking wife, and uh, it that seems to be a little bit of a a thing with him is he gets a little bit angry at his wife and he goes kills, and kills someone, someone else. Um. So he stabs her fifteen times in total, uh, and then begins to rock her back and forth and tells her to shh and go to sleep uh Teresa starts to go a little bit limp. She He lays her down on the floor to bleed out and then basically, like, stands over her and hovers over her and mumbles, like, are you th- dead yet? Uh Why haven't you died? Um And she, you know, says, no, I haven't, blah, blah, blah. Which, like, I, I couldn't even imagine. Like, having conversations. Like, she did this interview and she was talking about, like, the conversations that... Like, he was having with her, and it was just, nah. So, he also said to her that, like, you're going to be a really nice piece of meat. And oh. when she asked him what he meant by that, he said, if I can't have you, I'm sure as hell I'm not going to let anybody else have you. Ew. Um, So, and then he starts to kiss her.
1: Ew! Yeah, so... That's so, um, I don't know why that's, like, the grossest part. I think it's because, like, she's covered in blood. Yeah, and, and, like, he
0: wipes off her mouth, like, the blood off of her mouth and then tries and then tries to kiss her. Ew. Um, and then he holds her hand and says, You're going to go now. I'm so I'm really sorry you had to go like this, but what the fuck? You're just a woman. <laughs> uh, then he attempted to cut her throat. Uh, but she moved her head down, I guess, a little bit, um, and uh, he ends up cutting her chin mm-hmm. and doesn't realize that he hasn't cut her throat because there's so much blood, and so he just assumes that he's She's cut her throat. And uh, lays her back down, and Teresa, by some glory, uh, pretends to be dead, mm-hmm. um, and John walks away jeez um teresa tries to get up but she can't uh because she lost so much blood and then she hears someone come back downstairs uh and she realizes that it's the wife so teresa cries out for help and the wife walks over to her with a sheet covers her with a sheet and tells her to shut up just shut up and wow then gets back up and walks so she knew up. Obviously, yeah, she obviously knew yeah. she's there. So, but then, fuck I mean, that maybe wife.
1: this isn't the first time because she doesn't mm-hmm. seem
0: surprised. No, she doesn't seem surprised. No. Um, now, <laughs> so yes, it's very possible that it isn't the first time, and they've gotten away with it because the wife clearly seems complicit in mm-hmm. some way. Um, Usually, there was regardless of how you are, you're, you're surprised at the first kill. Right? There was a little bit of a. Uh, an argument that was made as to whether or not she was in fear of her own life, and maybe that's sort of like mm-hmm. I'm not going to make any assumptions about the wife, but fuck her. Yeah. Um. These people, cause it, you know, I, I don't know, but these people well, were idiots. Five. So these people had, they invited people over. Um, I'm assuming possibly to either like maybe create like an alibi, like, Uh oh, well, my husband and I were entertaining guests yeah or like maybe the wife came home and he went upstairs and he was covered in blood and the wife was like, what the fuck? Like maybe this was the first time and then the wife was like, well, I'll... Help you cover it up, or like, or maybe because they had people coming the over. The side is only told by Teresa's, so we only know Teresa's mm-hmm. version of the events. Um, so they, uh, John and his wife have people over, and uh, one of them hears Teresa screaming from the basement, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah, of course. And so they call the police, and the police show up, and Teresa's saved, and then he wasn't. So yeah. in 19, so he gets charged. Uh, he's found guilty with assault with the intent to murder. Um, and in uh, 1981, a jury finds him guilty. But John didn't want to go to prison. And so he goes to the courts and he's like, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean for this to happen. Yeah. Maybe, you know, instead of going to prison, uh, you could just recommend some help. Because I really, I really need some help. Uh, he's quoted as saying, I wouldn't listen to people that tried to tell me that I had a problem, but I realized that I have one now.
1: Oh, I'm I'm glad. So as long yeah. as you're, you're self-aware, yeah. then you don't have to,
0: you don't have to yeah. serve. You have time. a little bit of a problem. So he yeah. didn't want to go to jail. He has to get uh, some help instead. Uh, and the judge was like, <laughs> no, uh, I sentenced him to five to 10 years. That's it. In prison. Uh, citing that it is only by the sheer grace of God that the victim in this case was still alive. I'm glad that, like,
1: she survived, but at the same time, it's like, holy fuck, so he got, like, a slap on her wrist, because, like,
0: well, she lived. Well, hold on, because it gets worse. Gets uh gets the, the judge also recommends that he get some mental health counseling uh-huh. while he's in prison. Definitely fucking needs uh, it. How many years of the five to ten do you think he served? Nine months. No, he actually, he did serve... 2 years. Okay. Uh he got he wanted an appeal on his conviction. Sure. Um because he claimed sorry. <laughs> he claimed that his attorney was wrong uh to not raise an insanity de- defense because poor old John here had partial amnesia. Oh my god. Because he didn't remember what happened, mm-hmm. so he should have been able to get an insanity defense, and so he uh, got his conviction appealed and was released after t- two years. God. And of course, because this is in the early '80s, they didn't notify victims the girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this time. Uh, that became uh, more regular in policy, like later on, where there's now there's now a system. Where victims can sign up to receive information Mm -hmm. um, when, like, the criminal or, like, the assailant or whatever does things. Not during those times. So, Teresa didn't find out until two years later when she was one day standing in line somewhere and she heard his voice behind her. And when she turned around, he was smiling at her. Oh, my God. And so, she went, like, crazy berserk. She grabbed one of, like, the little... um, Railing, like you know the the, like fake railing things that they have their little pilots. at the entrance. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, where yeah. you like, shake the other thing too? You're watching my hand signals. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: but wait. Like the
0: little the little poles with the chains yeah, on them, like yeah. the VIP she, chains. she, yeah, she yeah, grabs yeah, yeah. one of like the little, railing chain majiggers, and she attacks him with it. Well, yeah. And, she, gets charged, uh, she starts she? screaming that he attacked her. He's like telling everybody like what he did to her. The security guard, uh, intervenes and like starts trying to protect the guy. And he's telling her like, you need to leave, like get out of here. Go, go, go. Um, and uh, she leaves. But life carried on for John. That would, that's sort of it for <sighs> Did his Teresa. wife stay with him, too? Uh, he did stay married to that woman, and they ended up having three children together. Oh, I'm glad he appropriated. Which, um, that's what we need. I I couldn't really find out more about the wife, uh, but, I mean, she clearly knows that yeah. he's a murderer. I'm kind of or worried about like how his children murder. turned out,
1: then, because of the way his wife was. Not because of, like, well, it's like, You know what I mean?
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, like the maybe he fault, was a really good dad. Who knows?
1: The maybe. wife seems a little off, too. Yeah. 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 They're both pretty off.
0: But, yeah. yeah, so, like most trash humans with a taste for murder, uh, it wasn't going to be long until John was going to need to kill again because he's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. So, in 1994, John quits his job as a long-haul truck driver, and he gets a new job as a, in a textile shop. And that's where he meets 26-year-old Vicky Sue Wall. And the two of them start to have an affair. So a few months later, however, uh, on July 11th, 1994, at 3 a.m., Vicky is last seen getting into the back of a black pickup truck. Guess who owns a black pickup truck? Not John. John does. John does. <laughs> no, not so, him. The police um, The police questioned John uh, on her... D- on her disappearance. And at first he's evasive. He starts saying that he hadn't seen her and he has no idea where she is. Doesn't know what the police are talking about. Didn't even know that she was missing. Uh, And then when the police show him the video of her getting into his truck, he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I did see her. I was actually there to meet her um we hung out in the truck for a little bit uh but then i left but when i left she was still alive i mean obviously he gets away with it because he's serial so it would have been more than one person Mm, okay so um and the police were like okay we don't don't really don't have anything to go on we've questioned him he didn't crack so they let him go sure uh, a couple of days later, John attempts to commit suicide uh, with uh, some alcohol pills, and they should have let him. What a fucking unfortunate thing that he didn't fucking die, because again, so many lives—like just lives—would have been spared. Yeah. So he overdoses. He ends up back. He ends up in a hospital, and the police are like, "Hey, that's a little fucking suspicious mm-hmm. that you tried to kill yourself." Um, so they come in. They start questioning me again. And this time he's like, oh, you know, I get these blackouts and sometimes I think, you know, I do violent things in these blackouts. But I I don't remember and it's it's possible that maybe I may have had a blackout and maybe I may have done something oh my to, to Vicky. Uh, but he doesn't remember because that partial amnesia. amnesia yeah <laughs>
1: well i mean he was able to argue it during his case yeah. so it's a previously known
0: yeah diagnosis. so uh the investigators were like this dude totally fucking did. yeah he fucking did uh so they get a warrant for his truck and they spray luminol in the back of the truck and he did a pretty good job of trying to clean it up but this fucking puppy blew up started lighting up like the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Like luminal waves glowing everywhere. There was so much blood. So someone was bleeding, clearly, mm-hmm. in the back of this truck. Uh, but DNA testing was still really new and they couldn't prove that it was Vicky's. Um, so they couldn't arrest him and the case ends up going cold. They have to release him. <sighs> Six weeks later, however, because they didn't have a body. That was why. They didn't have a body yet. She was just sort of missing, and they couldn't really prove foul play until you have a body. So, six weeks later, a uh, resident, a local resident, was walking near his parents' house when he spots some drag marks off uh, a trail. So, he's like, Hey, what's this? And he follows the trail up. And that's when he notices uh, some white tennis shoes and a pair of underwear. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like, well, that's a little suspicious. A little bit. Uh, Walks a little bit closer. That's when the smell hits him, and he notices a skull. And uh, and then he turned, hightailed it out of there, called the police. Police showed up. Uh, Vicky was uh, naked from the waist down, um, and her body was so badly decomposed that they couldn't determine a cause of death. Uh, But the pathologist ruled that the manner of death was suggestive of homicide. Well, I mean, she was dumped somewhere. So usually when that happens, you were... She was... Yeah, she was dumped. Uh, John was charged with murder. um, And at first, he was like, No, it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he very quickly uh, flipped, and he ended up pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And the police were, like, so shocked because they didn't have... They had no proof. They had no proof of her cause of death. So the fact that he pled guilty, like, and admitted that, yeah, he did it, Mm -hmm. was, like, he could have gotten away with it if he would have just sort of hung in there and denied it. Yeah, which is awful way. He didn't. So... Uh, he is sentenced to 8 to 15 years in prison. Oh, my God. That's so good. Uh, and the following year, his wife finally divorces him, which is, I mean, she was pretty okay with, like, murder and attempted murder. But don't fucking cheat on me. Yeah. Apparently. She uh, didn't, didn't like, like the didn't fact like that. that <laughs> she, he, she likes the commitment.
1: Yeah. It's okay if you, like, go and rape someone and murder them. But don't be in no a relationship
0: well, with them. Well, so the raping wasn't really happening. Oh, per se, right? So, but, but I mean, she's now,
1: naked from the waist down, yes.
0: But they didn't know sort of what happened, there was no proof oh, that he had raped her. Okay, um, however, with the next story, because he does develop a fetish to have sex with a dead body mm-hmm. now. In the stories that I had sort of read, they were saying that th- this is what he was escalating to. I sort of feel like that was his plan. The whole time uh, that he wanted to have sex with her corpse, mm-hmm. um we don't really know what he did with with Vicky. um so he's out of jail now, isn't he so yes he so he goes to jail for the fifteen years mm-hmm. and luckily he does serve his full sentence, but I mean he but unluckily, of, hes unluckily yeah, he's out, but it's fifteen years, and he was released in two thousand and seven. Uh, And all in all, it seemed like prison did pretty good for him this time, maybe because he actually was in there for a long period of time, and he did get his mental health help, um, and he also found God. And he became very devout, and soon after his release, he miraculously somehow gets voted in as a pastor uh, at the Christ Community Fellowship, which is a small church in Deerfield, Deerfield Township of Mount Pleasant. In Michigan. Oh my God! Something's wrong with these people. Yeah. Um, and to make that all worse, the members of the congregation knew about his past, and they were just okay. And with it. they still voted him in. They're so good. this dude must have been fucking charming, really like, charismatic for sure. So supposed to have all of the Super all charismatic. All the he was probably like, "Listen, I did some shit. You know, I murdered someone. It was involuntary. I don't know what happened. It was yeah. bad. Like, I didn't got rape this them. Mental, I." Well, I mean, that's what he's gonna I say would, though. If there's I no proof yeah, of it, he, so. he didn't rape them. Um, and uh, yeah, he must have a good song and dance because he even gets engaged to one of his uh, one of his members, oh his members of his congregation, uh, a lady by the name of Sally Gay. And I'm not really sure what uh, Sally personally son John. Um, but I can probably There's guess what John saw in Sally. Did she look dead? No, mm-hmm. Sally had a 24-year-old daughter uh, named Rebecca, and Rebecca lived just a few doors down from John. Uh, very similar to how uh, Teresa lived just a few down, just a few doors down. Uh, so we're repeating the, your, your MO a little bit here. So. Uh, Even though Sally knew about John's past, uh, Rebecca didn't. And I'm sure if Rebecca, like, had known, uh, she probably wouldn't have been okay with it. And she probably wouldn't have, you know, been as trusting. Um, But, you know, to Rebecca, John was just, like, this quiet old pastor uh, who was nice and polite and respectable. You just don't expect and someone, yeah. She would even let him babysit her three-year-old okay. son like while he was at work because it's her mom's boyfriend. It's her mom's <sighs> pastor boyfriend. Don't trust your mom. Who lives down the street a little don't bit. Don't trust your mom. Yeah. Men, never. Don't ever trust. Yeah. So, but unfortunately for Rebecca, John wasn't, John wasn't no. a nice guy. He was a murderer. Uh, a pretty, pretty sick one at that. And... um. John was starting to feel that itch again. Oh no, that amnesia was coming back. No, he was starting to feel that itch again. Well, yeah, the amnesia, The amnesia, the amnesia yeah, the is temporary coming. amnesia is coming back. <laughs> it's coming back. So on October 31st, 2012, after drinking several beers to build up the courage, John broke into Rebecca's trailer home. Uh, snuck into her room, and then struck her several times in the head with a rubber mallet. And then afterwards, he strangled her with a zip tie until she was dead and then raped her repeatedly. Uh, When he was finished, he picked her up, put her in the trunk of his truck, uh, drove her a half mile out into the woods, and dumped her body. Then he drove back to her house, got into her car, took her phone, threw it into uh, a dumpster nearby, dropped her car, parked it at the local bar, uh, and then on the way back, dropped off the bloody mallet and the broke and the towels uh in different dumpsters. Went back to her house, uh, woke up her three year old son, got him dressed for in his Halloween costume. Took him trick or treating. Then took him to a store to get picked up from his dad uh to go trick-or-treating. Good. Uh, then he went to church. Uh Rebecca was reported missing uh later on that afternoon and uh while police uh started to search for her Shipbag John over here was in his church asking his congregation to pray for him and his wife or sorry his fiance Sally was not married to him yet uh and Rebecca and Rebecca's safe return Ew. the following day police find her body uh in a naked in a ditch near her home um john was later arrested uh where he confessed to the murder and he tells them that he killed her and that he undressed her um but he couldn't remember if he raped her yeah
1: because the amnesia the the amnesia yeah
0: that damn amnesia but the amnesia
1: didn't prevent him from remembering the murder at least no he at least yes
0: so on march 28th 2013 john white who's now 55 years old pleads guilty to second-degree murder, and since this is now his third offense and making him a habitual offender, he's sentenced to 56 to 85 years in prison. Oh. So, yay! We got him in jail for a good amount of time. Um, However, Mm -hmm. a couple months later, Jong hangs himself in his jail cell. So, that piece of shit is finally dead!
1: Is it, like, weird to think to myself as soon as you said, like, he was a converted Christian that didn't the one person we should be most afraid of in the world now are white male Christians.
0: Uh, you should. Uh, people have been afraid of white male Christians since the beginning of white male Christians. Like. It's
1: so scary. now.
0: That's all I have to say. So, and that's all I'm going to say on that. And that's the story of John Douglas White, the murderous piece of shit pastor from Michigan, the United States of America. I know. Did you love my story? I did great.
1: really love your story.
0: Thanks. And I worked real hard on it.
1: It wasn't thirteen pages.
0: No, it definitely wasn't thirteen pages. By the way, guys, I, I apologize. 13, I liked
1: the Vietnam story.
0: I really hoped, really hoped that you guys sat through it. Really enjoyed my Kent State massacre. I liked it
1: because I liked like the background behind it and everything. Kent State,
0: yeah, the. Kent but I think Mike. it was like
1: really late during that time, and we were getting really tired at that
0: point. Like for me. We're only like eight episodes in, nine episodes in. Uh, the Kent State massacre was my favorite one. Yeah, because I felt like I really liked I that did one. the most research on it. I felt it was fully fledged out. I thought it was. I thought I per- performed it very well. Yeah, I liked it. If only the audio quality was great. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. Like, I listened to the first two episodes, so yeah. All
1: right. So my murder is also in the states. Ooh. And it is a murder, but not a serial killer murder. Oh, uh,
0: that's okay. Someone
1: off. But it's um, surprisingly, also, this person didn't have a Wikipedia page or a media pe- murderpedia page it didn't either. have a murderpedia page? And I think I found most of the information like, in local news newspapers as well as Sword and Scale, I think, did an episode. I didn't listen to it, but I found their blog thing about it. Okay. So... Let's get in on this. Yeah. So, tell me a story. I wrote this like a story. <laughs> on the Halloween night of 1973 in the working class neighborhood of Fond du Lac in Wisconsin, Lisa Ann French was getting ready oh, for trick-or-treating. I almost did That's this. why I was like, don't do... Like you see, If you see Here's his the name,
0: <laughs> don't fucking do it. I was going to message you and be like, this Lisa French name sounds like super like, familiar to me, have they ever done, like, a story on Lisa French? Because, like, I think the French last name yeah is, like, was there, was one of Paul Bernardo's victims of French? Maybe. But, a, a person with the last name French. Yeah, with the last name French. But Lisa, I was going to do her. So, did you read it? No, like, I only did a little bit, but because I was so taken back by the... Lisa French. I was like, maybe this, this name- is a popular. Like, I'm pretty sure this is a popular story. Surprisingly, and that, wasn't that is insane. It, that The story doesn't. Maybe have that's Wikipedia why page. I didn't. I, when you said the don't do a Gerard or whatever Yeah, Gerard, yeah. I didn't even know who had killed her. I had only seen the Lisa French. So, name. so you haven't actually gone there yet. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been so great if we did the same story. So Lisa was nine
1: at the time, yes. a fourth grade student at Cheguin Elementary School. Lisa was to meet her friend, Ann Parker, and head out to the outdoor party hosted by the parents of the neighborhood. During this time, there were scares of poisoning candy and razor blades and candied apples. As it was at the time. Yeah. So the community wanted to create a safe space for children to still enjoy Halloween
0: without dying. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. We're... Whoa, that's I know, right? Like a they, safe space, a safe space, and she so, doesn't die there. So okay. I'm just trying to think of like how they would create a safe space. So because I mean, like,
1: they, maybe it's at a community center. Yeah, and then they
0: have like they just set up tables and everyone. Yeah, and that just, way you're not going to a strangers' house or something. I mean,
1: okay, that's so, odd. So Lisa had wanted to dress up as a butterfly, but it was too cold outside, and her mother thought the costume would be too flimsy for the cold autumn
0: night. Uh Uh-oh, what'd she change her into? Lisa
1: instead went as a hobo. Her costume consisted of jeans with masking tape, a floppy felt hat, and a green parka.
0: No. She was super cute. I bet she was. She had fake
1: dotted freckles sprinkled on her face.
0: Oh my god. What? Does she have little red hair? No, but she had like a little bowl cut. I bet she's so adorable. She was really cute. And she was nine, so yeah. Man, where were you for ni- at nine? I don't remember what I was at nine. I don't even know what grade I was in. God, how old? What year was that? Nineteen ninety six. Fuck. So for me, that was I was a space girl, 95. probably. No, just kidding.
1: So it would have been fifth grade. Nothing, just school, <laughs> normal stuff. I was still walking home from school by myself because it was no one. Cared oh yeah. back then. But yeah. Anyways, so. She left, the home, she left her home at 6 p.m. shortly after dinner. And Ann Parker, her friend who she was supposed to meet, had misbehaved. So as punishment, her friend, her parents grounded her and she was not able to go trick-or-treating with
0: wow, her. Wow, what did she do where she was she allowed to talk. go Halloween? She doesn't talk
1: about it, but in the later interviews, she talks about how guilty she feels that she did something wrong and be punished, even though she was nine. And, yeah. like, she felt like maybe oh she had gosh. gone together with Lisa. Could you
0: imagine if it was something, like, so stupid, like, where, like, she just she she didn't wash the dishes. She didn't wash the, the dishes. She didn't make dig, her yeah. bed that day. It's probably something
1: stupid.
0: But, it, but at the same time, like, saved her life. it could have also been something really bad. Like, think of... What would your kid need to do where you would be like, you're yeah, not trick going or Halloween trick-or-treating? It would tonight. have to
1: be something though, like like a bad grade. Parents back then in the seventies, it's probably something stupid like they got a bad test grade yeah. or you had asked them to get the trash or like three or she sassed off and then yeah. it was just like I don't want to deal with you anymore, you don't get to go and that's it. Yeah. So, Damn. Yeah. So Damn. Lisa knocked on the door of her neighbor, Gerald Miles Turner Junior, a man that she knew. He's a twenty-five-year-old machinist in a third house that night that she trick-or-treated at. So she had this was a third house that's, that she got to. Man, she barely. He lived
0: half a block away from her house. That's upsetting. Yeah. That's so upsetting. Lisa had to. What's pre- with the people killing their fucking neighbors, man? Don't see this is why I don't trust my neighbors. People are all like, you, you're never supposed uh, to trust. Like I think. It's always
1: like your mur- the, like the person who murders you is more likely someone you know, so you know. And by no,
0: it's like someone you may not know them, but, but they, they can know, know you. But they know you, like they. It's someone that you probably um like. That's so. Well, she had a previous <sighs> relationship with him,
1: as I she should. had played with his baby, oh. and would often visit him, showing him things she had gotten, or sit down and talk with him, because you know, like yeah neighbors yeah she's nine that's what nine year olds do to go talk to strangers and especially in the seventies, yeah yeah I mean, I'm pretty sure like statistically it's pretty safe, but now it's yeah. Jesus Christ Gerald lived with his girlfriend Arlene Penn at the time Gerald would let her later tell detectives that he was highly sexually motivated when he killed her oh which is, great. yeah. He lured Lisa into his bedroom where he raped her. He would later insist that he did not strangle her, but she had died as a result of the shock from the rape. Which doesn't make it any better.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, It sort of sounds... So he's like, I didn't strangle her. She died from the shock. sort of sounds like he covered her mouth to keep her from screaming and yeah. she probably fucking suffocated. Yeah. Probably or exactly or he probably strangled her by holding her at the throat. Yeah, so Sorry like, to get Shh. a little bit graphic there. Because
1: at 7.15, Arlene, Gerald's girlfriend, and her daughter returned home from the Pumpkin Place, the neighborhood Halloween safe space gathering. Oh,
0: no. And did they catch him? Oh.
1: Gerald was in his bathrobe and claimed he was sick. And he just kept going back to the bedroom several times while she was home with him. Arlene never went into the bedroom... What? But if she had, she would have discovered Lisa's dead body in the bathroom adjacent to the bedroom.
0: So the girlfriend comes and, home and the kid comes home and he leaves the dead body in, in the, the house, bathroom. In the bathroom. Because he can't
1: move it at that point because someone's in the house. Wow. And as long as he keeps her out of that bathroom and that bedroom, then she won't see what's going on.
0: Yeah, okay. So.
1: Later that night, Arlene left to visit her mother, which is probably when Gerald disposed of the body. Yes. Yeah. Lisa's body was discovered in a plastic garbage bag tossed in a farm field about four miles outside the city, and another bag was found with her clothes in it, so she was separate from her clothes. Oh, no. Jeez. baby a girl. And her mom, Lisa's mom, was quoted as saying he threw her away like garbage. He...
0: Literally did. her away, yeah. That's so upsetting. So
1: Lisa was supposed to be home at 7 p.m. that night. So yeah. around 7.30, her mom began to worry. Obviously. By 10 p.m., the neighborhood had heard that a child was missing in their midst, and the head of the block parents made 50 calls Telling everyone to turn on their lights and put signboards under windows because they're hoping that maybe she just got lost or yeah. you know she got distracted and she was hanging out with friends. Like yeah. you don't want to assume the worst yeah. immediately. It's, it's
0: the seventies too. Like yeah. I don't. I don't imagine the policies for missing kids was like super
1: quick. That well, the police began an all-night search, mm-hmm. and about five thousand people joined in.
0: Well, on the search at the same time. They're they're also in the height of. The like candy stuff. The candy stuff. So, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm a little wrong. So, Lisa was
1: found two and a half days later, I think November 3rd, when farmer Gerald, somehow, same name, Gerald Braun returned home and stumbled upon two trash bags in the brush along McCabe Road. So, by his house? It's around, like, yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think, like, it's because it, he's a farmer. Yeah, and the it, farmer's yeah, house yeah. is what I meant. So, whatever discovery spread as Reverend... Clarence Nicolai was reported to have climbed over the barbed wire to pray over her body. So after he had heard that they found the body, he had gone to the scene of the crime and started praying over her body. Who? And I'm like, the the reverend of the town. Why? And
0: I don't, I'm like, isn't that a contamination
1: mean, of the crime scene? Yeah, that seems
0: super suspicious. But this is like
1: 1970. That, that's what I, I was like, it just seems weird because they had talked about how he cut his
0: hand on there too. And I'm like, it sounds super weird. It, su- it sounds like the p- the pastor did it. It sounds like we have another murderous pastor. Yeah. Uh, maybe your pastor is really my pastor. Maybe. And maybe uh, the timeline matches.
1: It's a 1974, so I don't really know how old the
0: your your But your, your person probably... Probably did it. Yeah,
1: there's some... Proof, but anyways, police brought in Gerald for questioning after interviewing him because they interviewed everyone in the neighborhood, obviously because they didn't really have any leads to go on, Mm -hmm. and found that some of the details he gave of what he did that night gave off red flags. They didn't say what the red flags were or what it was, but I think that they don't tell you because they they don't want people to like read it and then not do it in the future if you happen to kill someone.
0: Well, it's just he was probably inconsistent with his story. Yeah, like that's all. Like they, it's probably just. The information is probably just there, that pr- wasn't provided to mm-hmm. anybody.
1: So he, at that time, had a pending case mm-hmm. involving a young babysitter and sex- sexually, ugh, sexually assaulting the young babysitter. Okay, so he was already... He already has that. a past of sexually assaulting younger people. And she's 25, so it's, say young. I'm going to assume that she's in her early teens. hmm Yeah. Um, he wasn't brought in for another round of questioning until March 1974, which is four months, five months later. Yeah, where he started contradicting details that he had previously provided. For months, he was asked to come back in for more questioning, which he complied to. In the fall of 1974, the police asked him to take a take a polygraph test, which he initially refused. He provided hairs well, and. Because-
0: so, they asked him to come back, and each time he started giving like a different answer. Like a slightly different yeah. story each time. And then, so they're
1: like, can you do a polygraph test? Because they're like, trying to get to the bottom oh, of it. No. So, he also provided hair and fibers from his bed sheets, which would later match the hair and fibers pulled off of Lisa's body. Oh, no. So, after reluctantly agreeing to take the polygraph test, the test proved inconclusive for the police to ask him for a second test.
0: Yeah.
1: And he refused the second test.
0: Well, why would you agree to the first one if you're not going to agree to the second one?
1: But during this time, when they were like asking him and stuff, he had suggested that maybe the death was an accident.
0: Oh, that's sort of like my guy. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe a... this guy also has partial amnesia. Yeah. Maybe he also has blackouts.
1: Autopsy of Lisa's body ruled that she died of asphyxiation. Of expi- yeah. And a pathologist who would later testify um said that she died from shock during the assault, which is probably where he came up with the story that she died of shock. I don't so know. A pathologist said that she died of yeah, shock, in but trial, someone else
0: said that it was asphyxiation. It just seemed
1: weird. I didn't really yeah. know why it had such differing things. I thought Maybe. it was important to note.
0: Maybe the pathologist was working on his side, side yeah. and that but was I, like... I
1: feel like if you're a person of science, you should never be trying to enter murder. Uh, they do it all the time. Uh, they do that they
0: all of the time for money. And... People do it all the fucking time.
1: Uh, well, anyways, this led to two more hours to que- of questioning, which resulted in Gerald confessing to Lisa's rape and murder.
0: Okay, well, at least he fucking confessed. I don't care if it took mm. extra time, then.
1: Gerald also provided a map of the general location of where he dumped the body, but you have to remember that at that point, they had already released information of where her body was found. So, so he could probably, if, if during the trial, like they asked him, how did you know where the body is? He's probably going to be like, well, I knew because everyone knew where the body, you know? Oh, okay. Because during the trial, Gerald would retract his words and deny his confession, telling the jury that he did not kill Lisa. Of course he did. Of course he didn't,
0: right? So now he's trying to get his confession thrown out, and he's trying to say that he knew, like, what are holes he, what, in the stories? What of was cops. he saying that like the cops pressured him? Yeah. Okay. That's why we film our shit now. <laughs> in the seventies, though, not so much. Yeah. So Gerald, even if you you'd ar found pressuring them, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean so. we we just didn't delete those files if we if we did not well, or we're like oh the camera wasn't on you watch that making time. a murderer and you're like they don't care Yeah I mean the camera shit only comes into play if someone like does anything yeah. about it but
1: So yeah. Gerald was found guilty of second degree murder enticing a child for immoral purposes and acts of sexual perversion That's gross And he began his 38-and-a-half-year sentence on February 4th, 1975. But the story doesn't end there. Oh, shit. The Does he get out? It. Yeah.
0: <sighs> so in because 1992,
1: he was paroled for good behavior after only serving 17 years and eight months. During this time, he violated his parole and was found in possession of hardcore, porn, like hardcore pornographic material and a letter he wrote for Lisa. I don't know if you want to, uh, me to read this letter, but Ooh, I Do
0: you it. want to read the letter?
1: I did write it down in case you wanted to hear it. But it said, "Yes, Dear Lisa, I doubt that I could ever fully realize the terror you experienced at my hands. Nope. For that night of the children to have started out so joyous for you only to end so tragically will haunt me forever.
0: Oh, get out of here.
1: I can see you standing in a doorway with that felt hat beaming, having re- recognized me.
0: You creep.
1: Then I see the light in your eyes turn to fear as I close the door behind you. The rest of my life, I will have to live with what I did to you. <laughs> on that night, I became a monster. I do swear to you in a, on forfeiture of my life. I'll never harm another child. Yeah. And I wrote right here, fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> But he didn't do it because that's what he pleaded.
0: What he tried to plead for. And right? Yeah, but I mean, once that didn't really work, then. He was just like, I did it, whatever. Yeah, okay, I already no, got I really, punished for it. Yeah. I'm really sorry for what I
1: did. So, six years later, mm-hmm. in 1998, he was paroled again after a jury determined that they didn't consider him to be sexually violent. What? Why? This After was, how many years, sorry? This was, so he was, he served 17 years in prison, then okay. he was paroled, and then he was found with pornographic material on the letter to Lisa, so he went back to jail, but then he was paroled again, and it, because the jury determined that,
0: yeah. Yeah, but how, but how long was he back in jail for the second time?
1: It, I think it was two years. Oh. It wasn't th- a long time. So, He got paroled wow. again. That's such bullshit. This was despite the fact that there was a new sexual predatory law that was created after this incident, one many call Turner's Law, which is his last name. Wow. No. This law allows for sex violent sexual offenders to be committed to a secured treatment center when they come up for parole if they are determined to pose a threat to society.
0: Okay, so they basically were like, all right, we're going to make... Uh, a, a facility, a yeah. facility for just sexual offenders. Yeah. Which I, like a treatment center. Sh- yeah, yeah. That's what they should do and that's
1: where they should be. Um, but then they decided he wasn't sexually violent. Oh, well, they're wrong. And during the hearing for this, a 15-year-old babysitter, a former girlfriend, and two former wives testified that one a- day declined Dural? sex. Huh? Of him? Of him. Oh. Um, all the all they, all of them testified that when he they declined sex, Gerald would beat and rape them, including the 15-year-old babysitter.
0: What? Yep. The, and ha, no, he wasn't he found. He was 25 and he had how many wives?
1: Yeah, two, well, I mean, at this point, I guess like he went to jail when he was 25. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Okay. But I guess he could be married when he's in jail because people are That's really gross. weird. Yeah. But on. I'm going to assume it's before jail
0: because, yeah. So they base, so these women come and say that when they turn him down for sex, he beats and rapes them, and yeah. they're just like, oh, no, we don't find you sexually aggressive. He's not aggressive. a violent sexual you're not, offender. You're, you're not a vi- – yes, he is. What is with this panel?
1: hmm Jesus fucking Christ. So on July 1998, when he was out, Gerald would wave a knife and shout at a caseworker at the Madison group home he was cooking at. And when they went to the judge for it, he refused to revoke his parole. In 1999, he would later settle out of court with the Waste Management of Madison after they refused to hire him. Yeah. Because in Wisconsin, is one of the 10 states that bars employers from discriminating against convicted criminals unless a crime is substantially related to the job applied. But in the legal defense, uh,
0: I would argue that um, him dumping that girl, like she was a piece of trash, is very similar to him working in waste management.
1: And like a, I guess like a better like non, in like not it's still emotional, but in that the legal a, defense for the waste management company, students and scout troops regularly toured a plant, yeah. and he had been known to kill someone much younger.
0: Yeah. <sighs> He's a, yeah. And he got paid
1: for it because after, like, you know, he he sued them. Well, they settled out of court because waste management was like, it's not worth to go through the whole process. It'll cost us so much money.
0: Yeah. How much
1: did he fucking get? Well, it's
0: the undisclosed amount. That's disgusting. Yeah. What a piece of shit.
1: Gerald was sent back to prison in 2003 when he was found to have violated his parole by possessing and viewing hardcore pornography in the halfway house he was living in. He just couldn't give up that porn, man. So he would serve the remaining 15 years that was tacked onto his original thing. Mm -hmm. Conviction. Now that they send him to that fucking facility? Mm. So Gerald was set to be released in February 1st, 2018. Oh, God. On April 2018, a judge in Fond du Lac agreed to move the case to Dane County, where he would later, he would, he last resided. He's still alive. Oh, And he's still in custody because they're still trying to fight this out because they don't want him to be released. Mm-hmm. The state is hoping to keep him behind bars under Turner's law, which I feel that the law is basically known by your last name yeah. and you
0: as a person. <sighs> I would really hope that the law that is named after him would be able to keep him behind bars. I hope so. Uh, it hasn't yet, but let's see if we can squeal it in there, Wisconsin. Well, the last thing...
1: That was the last Squeal thing I found. Squeal
0: it in there, Wisconsin? What the fuck, Stephanie?
1: That's good. <laughs> it's a tag knife. Squeal <laughs> it in there. Squeal it in there. It's the last thing I was able to find on the case. So, Wow. And this piece of shit is the reason why so many towns have Halloween curfews.
0: And why there's Halloween doing, curfews.
1: There's Halloween curfews okay. in a lot of towns.
0: Because in Ohio, I have a friend that lives in Ohio, and they have, like, people start going trick or treating on the 27th. And they have, like, in what? this area, you do the 27th, and then this area does the 28th, on that. this area, does the 29th. That's actually kind this of area. great. And I was just like, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Just you
1: can't retreat at nighttime in a lot of places anymore. That's like, that's so... why London dies. I don't know if they have a curfew here, but it definitely dies. Like, after 7.30, there's no kids out there anymore. Yeah,
0: kids definitely start popping out around uh, like five, 4 o'clock. Yeah, 4, four or 5. Four o'clock, and... Uh that's not how it was when I was growing up. I definitely went out like seven. Yeah. It was like seven, eight o'clock when you first started going out. And then you were like wandering home. Yeah, wandering home at like eleven, twelve o'clock. Not anymore. Even
1: though this happened way before we were children. So
0: I'm not Yeah.
1: Sure. anyways.
0: And yeah, so happy Happy Halloween, safe trick or treating. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you
1: trick or treat even though you're you're well past your age, (laughs)
0: like I did. Okay. Not
1: me. I'm just saying, if you're trick or treating when you're 26 years old and married, it's totally
0: okay. No, (laughs) it's not. You should be full on ashamed (laughs) of yourself.
1: No, you should just be super happy about the free candy you're getting.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.